Ladies and gentlemen, from Knoxville, Tennessee, it's the Ed and Bob Show. Yes, it is the Ed and Bob Show. Ed, good to hear you kick off this show. It sounded good, and we even put the song back in, trying to get things back to normal, but more than anything, we just want to feel like we're back at home again. So, uh, Ed, let's get this thing started. So, what's going on at your place? Hey, Bob, I'm good. Family's good. We're all good over here at the Brantley household. Tell you what, this summer is flying. It's just flying by, and I think I'm missing a lot. I'm not traveling very much, and I'll tell you, it's it uh, it's. But it's good to have everybody with us today. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for listening, and we've got a great show for you, Bob. How's everything at your house? Sounds good, Mr. Brantley. Uh, let's see, what's going on in my house? Uh, first of all, we just celebrated my mom's 91st birthday, 91 years old, Nell Thomas. My mom, a great woman, as she drove over to our house, and we had a little cookout in the backyard for her. She wanted to have a uh, hamburger off the grill, and we did that, and uh, we had just a wonderful time. Um, uh, my daughter and her family came over as well, and my son and his family did a drive-by, so it was a wonderful day, and we really uh, enjoyed celebrating my mom. So, Mom, happy 91st birthday. Uh, our new dog is still going wild. Her name is Roxy, and she's about uh, three months old now, and she's learning, and we're learning about her, so it's it's interesting. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I saw where Ed Brantley has won an award. He, uh, the Talk George uh, is a website, talkgeorge.com. He has K-Town Radio where they talk about the greatest people of radio in Knoxville over the years. And just recently, Ed was the recipient of the 2020 Living Legend Award. And they say Ed was on the radio and in management at WIVK, the 60s through the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And then uh, instead of riding off into his farm in the North City, uh, he got together with me and we started this talk show. And here we are. And uh, Ed has done many humanitarian acts over the years. One of them is the Coats for the Cold. If you ever heard of the Coats for the Cold, Ed started that. Yeah. So, Ed, congratulations on your award, 2020 Living Legend Award. What a great, great thing. So, well-deserved. Other things going on, Ed. I noticed a friend of ours started a new radio station, if you will, and it's online. It's called GlobalRadioDaytona.com. GlobalRadioDaytona.com. Mike Beach, who we've all worked with in Knoxville and remember from radio in Knoxville, he started it. i tell you what, uh, you can listen to it, and the music is incredible. Um, 
And, and also, Mike is doing a, a live show from 3 to 5 every day. So be sure and listen to that, <clears throat> globalradiodaytona.com. All right, Ed, so what's the latest with you? Well, Bob, I'll tell you, everything's pretty good here at the Brantley household. Not much has changed. I still can't get all these bushes cut in my backyard. <laughs> I keep trying to find a, a landscaper who'll do it, and uh, I get proposals, but they never show up. What about that? So I, nobody wants to mess with it. I'm sure it's hot and there's other good things going on. But things are okay. We're going right along. Family's good. Grandchildren are good. Looking forward to July 4th. Might do a little traveling, go see one of the grandkids. So uh, lots going on. The world's got a lot going on. So let's get started. All right, let's get this thing going. I guess first time we got here is the coronavirus. Um, we're on here at our house oh, 120 days or so since we've kind of shut down. Uh, everybody's working at home and things like that. I was looking at the uh, stats on the uh, coronavirus um, just last. Uh, we're doing this show, by the way, on June twenty seventh, uh, June twenty seventh, twenty twenty. So all the things we talk about are from this date. Um, last Friday, uh, ten million people globally have been infected with the coronavirus. There's been a half a million deaths. Uh, and then the World uh, Health Organization says this uh, virus is accelerating, not slowing down. In the United States, we have 2.5 million cases, 125,000 deaths now. Uh, there were 40,000 new cases reported on Friday. Um, Brazil, outside of the U.S., Brazil has 1.3 million cases. Then Russia follows them with 633,000 cases. And you got to also take all this into, I guess, a grain of salt because some countries are not testing like the United States is. Uh, so I, I don't know if the second wave is coming or if this is just the first wave still going strong. Other things, uh, talking about a vaccine, Ed, uh, the race to find a vaccine is going on. I saw where there's trials going on in uh, Australia. But there's a company in Baltimore that is gearing up to mass produce the va- a vaccine whenever it is found. It's called Emergent Biosolutions, and they have preparing 4,000-liter tanks to produce hundreds of millions of doses and ready to go and get out to the public as soon as there is a, um, a vaccine uh, that works, that's made. Uh, Novavax, Johnson & Johnson, Vaxart, uh, AstraZeneca, they're some of their clients. They're in a race to try to make a vaccine. Um but they're ramped up and ready to go. As soon as a vaccine is ready to go, they will start making massive doses of a vaccine. So we'll have our fingers crossed on that. But yeah, I've talked to some people who said they would not force their children. A lot of younger parents are saying they're not going to have their children be vaccinated because, first of all, they don't want another thing injected into their child. And the the the, the uh, chances of their child getting getting it, or the chances of their child dying from it, are minuscule 
far less than uh, the flu. So that's an interesting take on that as well. Um, let's see. Um, how about uh, uh, how's it going for us reopening America? You know, we have been going to the store a few times, and we've been at Home Depot and Lowe's, things like that, as we work on some things. But I don't know. Maybe we're we're all at the point where we're going to back that back down to where we were originally. And, and I think we all need to wear a mask. Every time we go out, we have a mask on. Um, we did quit wearing gloves, but we would um, uh, do wash our hands or use sanitizer as soon as we go somewhere. So... Uh, I, I I would I've been places we've been places where it's only about fifty fifty only about fifty percent of people wearing a mask and some people just act like it's no big deal and I think you can't do that if we are having this thing as the World Health Organization is, uh, says is accelerating is it that difficult can't you wear a mask uh, some people saying they're not going to wear a mask because they don't have to I, uh, uh, it's kind of crazy and. Uh, I don't know if UT sports or I don't I don't know if college sports is going to happen this year the way everybody thinks it is. I can't imagine, you know, hundred thousand people in a stadium wearing a mask. How you cheer? So it kind of takes away the benefit or the uh, enjoyment of even being there. Why risk getting sick? So I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah, so Ed, what's what's your thoughts on all this? You know, Bob, I think we have reopened too soon. Uh, Miami Beach is going to be closed for the July 4th holiday. And look at Florida. The state of Florida and the state of Texas both have closed their bars to the public. So, I mean, that, that can you imagine being a bar owner in Florida or Texas? Texas got a lot of bars, that's for sure. But uh, the governors in both these states have closed the bars. But it, I think there is a second wave here going on. Or something's going on because we're getting a lot. We've reopened America way too soon, I believe. And uh, that's a shame. So, And then even in Tennessee, our, our infections are growing rapidly here in the state of Tennessee. And if everybody would just wear their mask, that would solve that. Just wear your mask and everything will be all right. And... And has anyone seen a vaccine? Do you have you seen one, Bob? Is there one available anywhere? I, I can't. I haven't seen one. I haven't even been tested for it. So um, I don't think there's any reason to test it because I never leave the house hardly. But I'm not going to start my own reopening. That's for sure. Social distancing is good. So I see people wearing masks and gloves. I just put my mother-in-law on an airplane. She had on a mask. She had on her gloves. Everybody on the plane had a mask and gloves, and they had sanitary wipe-downs. Now, the, the airplane did not have social distancing because, you know, there's three seats on each side, and they did not keep the one in the middle vacant. So she's going on her way back to Florida today, and I'm glad of that. So safely, I hope. I had a dream the other night that the University of Tennessee opened their football season and everyone in the stands had on a mask. Everyone had a mask on. Can you imagine what that looks like? Can you imagine 150,000, I don't think 100,000 people would go, but 50,000 people with masks on sitting in the stands, and that's probably true of all football games. And I don't know what's going to happen. I know that my mask is wearing out. I'm going to get me another one, that's for sure. All right, Bob, that's some of the riots are still going on. 
and protests and all that stuff. So what's your take on all this and the monuments being torn down? Well, I think there are still a lot of protests and things going on, and maybe not as much looting, I hope, but people are being killed in some of your major cities from lawlessness that is going on. So, you know, it's very concerning. I noticed that this tearing down monuments thing, um, I saw somebody put a statement out, should a mob decide what statues, if any, should be taken down? And, of course, not. I mean, no mob should decide anything. Um, You know, um, now they're talking about even uh, in Washington, D.C., what somebody tried to tear down the Andrew Jackson statue. Four men have been charged. They could face up to 10 years in prison. Uh, Also on the list of statues in D.C., people are saying, like Al Sharpton said he wants the Jefferson Memorial in D.C. to be torn down. Um. And then um, also Andrew Como, who is the New York governor, said that tearing down monuments by mobs is a healthy expression of of people's feelings. I, 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 I just don't think that a mob deciding on what's going to be taken down by and doing it by destruction is is a healthy thing for our country. And I think it goes against the way our government has been run, our Constitution is written, to have uh, things voted on and and uh, make sure they're done in a peaceful manner. And I think if we lose some of that, we're losing part of America. Um, the media, I basically have just quit watching the national media and even the local. Uh, things are just... Not represent. It's all a lot of it is all about what will get the most attention. Uh, you know, you watch national media, and, and there could be a a protest in one little area, and they try to make it sound like it's covering the entire city, which is not fair to everybody else. You know, there's ninety percent or more now of Americans that are not involved in protests uh, by going to a, a protest, but they may support, have a lot of support for anybody that feels like they're, they've been treated unfairly or, or their rights have been trampled on. And uh, I think most Americans don't like that if, if they think that somebody has been treated unfairly. Uh, but there's a way to handle that, and we've got to make sure that we all do that. But I don't think, no, I don't think it's... Uh, shown in the media fairly. Uh, other things, you know, I saw where this thing in Seattle, this, um, they call it the CHAZ thing, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Now the business owners that are in that area, now that the city's taken back, that area back over, they're suing the city for their losses for the city abandoning them, which I, I felt was going to come along. I mean, the city has a responsibility. They've attracted all those businesses to downtown to help grow the city. And then when all this started, they abandoned the area and left it uh, lawless and policeless. And I, I just don't see that as being acceptable. If you sure want all those businesses to be down there, you had a responsibility to make sure you um, protected them as well, you know, serve and protect. 
All right, let's see. Uh, let's uh, take get your take on all this stuff. What do you think? Well, Bob, I'll tell you, I think what's going on right now is just absolutely horrible. I never thought I would live to see this happening. I, you know, people are tearing down monuments that don't have anything to do with what they're protesting about. You know, the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, my God, there's who? Abraham Lincoln, he was the reason that the, the slaves are free. That's that's one of their heroes. And why, why would you deface the Lincoln Memorial? Why would you do something like that, like to being done? And that's what makes me think that there's other people involved in this that's wanting to ruin the country other than just protesters. Because it's it's the rioting and looting doesn't seem to be going much anymore. I don't see much looting and the rioting. Uh, but but it is politicians have just lost it. I wouldn't. I just can't imagine being a politician right now. Somebody's got to stand up. Of course, Trump keeps tweeting law and order, law and order. Well, go out there and enforce the law and order. Get it going. Somebody's got to do this. And the media's representation. Huh. <laughs> Creep. I watched ABC News last night. And it was a joke, absolute joke. It was all coronavirus and how bad it is everywhere and all. And it is, I guess it is bad. It's not bad here where I am, but I guess it is bad in other places. And a lot of people may be sick and dying. I don't know. But it, it, it's all doom and gloom. Everything is doom and gloom. What's going on? The protesting. That's no thing. That's not going to settle anything. And these cities setting up these blocks that they're that they can do themselves. They're going to get rid of the police and defund the police. Well, I guarantee you one thing: if you defund the police, you better be sure you got a gun or some way to protect yourself because they'll be coming in to get what you've got, and that's for sure. Somebody will do that. They will come get what you've got. So, Bob. I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. It's it's like our politicians are going to let it run its course and let it all get out of control completely. And 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 they all talk bad against it, but nobody does anything. So, uh, you know, I don't know. How do you get America under control? Is this the beginning of the end of the United States as we know it? Oh, good points, Ed. Uh, really good points. You know, as we, uh, the U.S., I guess is really always changing. That's kind of the way America is set up. Uh, we have elected officials and things like that, and that things will always be changing. I think one of the biggest problems we have is we don't have term limits in Congress, and we have people that sit there for 30 years, and their ideas, they don't have any ideas. They're just there as a job to be there for a long time. I think a lot of, a lot of America's problems honestly could be uh, helped or aided or uh, changed by having term limits in Congress. That's needed desperately, so we have new ideas, new people uh, in there, and not these uh, people, their career politicians that have been there forever. I'd love to see that. And we're going to find out really what leaders are made of and uh, what leaders uh, have been elected. Uh, should we, you know, some of the people we've elected nationally statewide, locally, have no business leading anybody anywhere because they're just being told what to do or following a crowd. We need ideas and we need leaders. And a leader is um, somebody that can think on their feet and come up with new ideas and, uh, and not just be told by some controlling entity what to do. 
So well, I think we're going to find out a lot about all of this. You know, and the other thing, I read a, I read a dissertation or thing on the, the Constitution of the United States. The United States is a republic, and majority rules, and the majority will always rule. Yet, uh, you know, you go back to we still have the Bill of Rights. Um, so, you know, you're never going to have where a minority of people. Uh, for example, if you had, if ten percent, if the leaders in America were atheists and nine percent of the people in America were Christian, you're not going to have the ten percent of atheists telling Christians what to do. It's never going to work. Just like uh, in South Africa with apartheid, uh, you know, you had a minority of whites leading their country. It was made of mostly. Uh, Africans and uh, South Africans, and and that was never going to work, and that has turned around. I think any republic where majority rules, you have to have a bill of rights. You have to protect people's rights, just like um, you know, in the Declaration of Independence, where you know it said, "We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights." That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have to protect that and make sure all people are uh, treated equally, e- even in a republic where majority rules. Um, and we still have that silent majority. I think it's going to show up probably in November, uh, big at the polls, and we'll see which way the silent majority of America is really leaning. Uh, so, Ed. Back to you, brother. You know, Bob, I saw the other day where a federal judge told uh, the governors of t- at least two states that they have to treat Christians and churches the same way they do protesters because these states were allowing protests to go on without any supervision, and they but they were keeping the churches closed. See, that's not fair. It's just not fair. That's not a way, the way America works. And I'm not saying Christians are all... Ag- exactly right. However, I do think that protesters are not exact. I think people are scared of the protesters. I think politicians and elected officials are scared of the protesters. And and it being an election year, I don't think they know exactly what to do. But we have to have law and order. You're right. We have to have law and order for our children. And I feel sorry for people with small children because they've got to grow up in this. But you know, I keep saying this on, the, on this show, I remember back in 1968 when there were riots in Watts and Los Angeles and they're burning the city down and all. And I thought the same thing then. But, we, you know, here we are. I made it to the 70s, so uh, years of age. So, you know, it, I don't think that God will let this go on forever. I really don't. And I do think we have to get back to following the Constitution, not just saying it, but actually doing it. And our politicians are going to have to get in the streets and talk to these people. Otherwise, we're going to have a war on the streets because the people who believe in the Constitution and the people who don't believe in the Constitution, we're going to go head to head someday. And if somebody doesn't step in and stop it, I saw where one of the police leaders in the Bronx, New York, retired early. Because he can't take it anymore. And I don't understand how police can put up with this, especially in places like New York where people are screaming in their faces and treating them so badly, spitting on them and all. But some of these politicians, 
They should never have been elected because they cannot handle this stress. They are not people who can handle this. They all said they could, but they can't handle it. There's no way they can handle it. So it is that they should have never been elected. We should have elected people who were stronger, who would stand out there and, and stand in front and, and take it. Yes, there are other things to talk about. Uh, the stock market challenge, I'm still working on that. We're going to put it together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Ed and I are going to uh, pick stocks, and then we're going to see how they do. We have to. You can only hold a stock for like no more than two days or something like that. And we'll put the rules out. And everybody wants to join us can be part of that. Hey, the 4th of July is coming up. So how do we celebrate it? You know, I'm sure there will be fireworks. I don't think there's not going to be parades. Like a lot of parades are canceled. There's no baseball games to go to, uh, things like that. There's no concerts. But couldn't every single house display American flag? I would love to see that every single house in America display the American flag because we still are a country with all our problems uh, we're still a country that should be very proud of ourselves. All right, there we got a letter. It says, Dear Ed and Bob, if someone has been the campaign chairman for a Democratic mayor and they have donated to Democratic candidates and they've had their picture made with a Democratic candidate for governor and they even said they did not vote for the Republican nominee for president, Trump, how can they be in the Republican primary? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's going on. I don't know. Um, I think it kind of takes away from your parties, so your Democrat, your Republican, or it could be any any party. How can you vote with another party and donate to another party and say you never voted uh, for the other for the other candidate and yet? want to be in, for example, the Republican primary. I don't know. Somehow I think it's going on in the state of Tennessee, and um, I I don't know. I guess you have to leave it up to um, uh, the people being smart enough to figure it out. So I hope that answers your question. We appreciate your email. Uh, And um, it's kind of one of those things where you shake your head and go, huh? But uh, we do appreciate you being a long-time listener. All right, Ed, your turn. You're up. You know, I'm looking forward to the stock market challenge, that's for sure. And I'm looking forward to the 4th of July. Who was it? Is it Thomas Jefferson or Benjamin Franklin? One of them said that the 4th of July should be celebrated with lots of noise, you know, fireworks and all of that. Well, we do that <laughs> where I live down here on the lake. I mean, it is. it is. it is. It sounds like World War III when that but it's it's I think that's what you do for the Fourth of July, or uh, you just enjoy it. And there's a parade of golf carts in one community. I think wasn't it Farragut that had the parade of the lawn riding lawnmowers one year with children riding in little wagons behind them with American flags. I mean, I think that's the way we should celebrate. I don't think we should celebrate with uh, with big extravaganzas and getting people together. So, you know, it, it'll work. It'll work. We're going to get through this. I'm sure we're going to get through this. And and uh, this letter that we got, Dear Ed and Bob, if someone had been a campaign chairman for a Democratic mayor and they donated to Democratic candidates, had their picture made with the Democratic candidate for governor, and they say they did not vote for, for the Republican president 
from a Republican candidate, how can they be in the Republican primary? Well, it, 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 I don't think you have to. You're this you know people change. You can you can be a Republican or you can be a Democrat. And if you you know it's not like you get a stamp on your arm. Now my I tell you what my father was a lifelong strong Republican. But my barber was a lifelong, strong Democrat. He didn't care what the Democrats did. It was okay. He was a Democrat. And, and that's the way it used to be. But I think now people change back and forth. They, they look for the sweet side. They look for the winning side. And it would be, it, I think it's going to be really hard for a Democratic candidate to get elected in Tennessee right now. So, you know, uh, I think that's, that's probably one of the reasons... Good luck with that. Okay, I want to give some of my final thoughts. I think we're at a real hard time in our country. And with the shutdowns now, no bars open in Texas, Florida, and this coronavirus coming right back, folks, we're going to have to address this and take it seriously. I see people all the time who say, they say this, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to do it. Well, heck, put a scarf up over your face. That's what my daughter-in-law does. She don't want to wear a mask, so she puts a scarf on her face. That's okay. But don't just say, I'm not going to do it because it's my constitutional right. It's your constitutional right to die, I guess, too. But you don't want to infect other people around you. So be careful. If this thing is real, and I believe it's real, although it's not near me, I believe it's real. And it's unless we can solve this and get things straightened out, we're going to be in some big trouble. I see where some European countries say they're not going to let Americans come into the country because of, of the coronavirus. And just think, it used to be the other way around. We wouldn't let them come to our country. This is really going to divide us. And I'll tell you, I, I think, honestly, I'm starting to feel like that somebody... China, whoever, really set us up in this thing. They've really set us up. And unfortunately, I think Trump's been fooled by it. If he would put on a mask, it would certainly help everyone in America wear a mask safely. Now, if he doesn't believe there's a coronavirus, then say it and let's go on. But as long as we have some people saying you've got to wear a mask, other people saying I'm not wearing a mask, and a lot of people love President Trump. And as long as he doesn't wear one, I guarantee you they're not going to wear one until he does. So I think he needs to be a strong leader and help us all in the right direction. Bob, thank you. It's good to talk to you again. We don't do it in person as much anymore, but I love you, brother. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, I love that Ed Brantley rant. We maybe should make that a feature. Preach on, sir. I, I completely agree with you. Let's wear these masks. Everybody needs to at least wear a mask when you go out. Maybe that'll make just a huge difference. Quit being part of that 50% of the people that that say, I'm not going to wear a mask. You know, hey, if it's, it may keep somebody that is part of your family or a good friend of yours healthy and uh, not fall because of this coronavirus. So, all right, Ed, let's get out of here and we'll see you soon, brother. Hopefully soon face to face. Said, ain't that a kick in the head? 
Just like the fella said Tell me quick, yeah 